You are no longer part of the system. You are above the system, over it, beyond it. We're them, we're they. We are the brothers. Yo, DJ, You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. And you know this, man? Yeah. Yeah. Back at it again. Yes, up. We kind of uh, late with this week's podcast. We're late because it's Monday. It's Monday. This we, is, didn't, we didn't even have to tell them that. That's all no, good. because I seen uh, what's that girl name? Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey, Kelsey said we Shout need to let her Kelsey. know. Yeah, we ain't having a podcast. That was so sweet of Kelsey. Yeah, she said we pretty much messed up her opening of her week because she ain't had a podcast to listen to. But well, I pray your Monday was divine. Hallelujah. And your Tuesday be glorious. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> In case you didn't know, man, we on iTunes. Yeah. iTunes. That's we, big. That's big for yeah. us, man. It's huge. And so, like, you can not only stream the podcast from SoundCloud, like everybody has been doing, which has been cool, but you can also download the free app from the, uh, the App Store, mm-hmm. the podcast app. Yeah. Search for The Brothers. That's uh, spelled correctly. No Z or nothing. Apostrophe <laughs> <laughs> S. Yes, and sir. you can find us and subscribe to the channel, and you'll be able to see all the updates. Refresh that bad boy and catch up. So, catch up. No mustard. Yeah, ten episodes deep. Well, yeah, we said we weren't gonna say that. No, we just. I'm just saying for the pot for the iTunes thing. Just, this is episode what? Eleven. <laughs> See, we did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I guess we had to kind of go ahead and do it anyway. It's but, all good, man. But we got a little special treat for y'all. We got a guest in the house. In the guest building. In the house. Now I want y'all to be real careful as we introduce this man of God right here. I want you to put your right hand and your left hand together. Give it up for the man himself, the preacher, the teacher. The mentor, the musician, the man that I've never heard fart in public. This is Joel Salaberia. Mr. Smack himself. And that's a fact. Joel has never farted in public. At least I've never heard him. Why is that relevant? It's pretty amazing, actually. Yes, sir. Well, now that we have that fact out of the way, <laughs> yes, man. let's move yeah. on. So, say what's up to the people, Funny man. Fact, Monday. What's up, people? <laughs> I'm glad to be in the building, in the room with the brothers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a blessing. It's brothers. an honor. I'm not trying to sound churchy or nothing, but <laughs> I count it an it. honor to yeah. be in here. Right now, now it's definitely cool, man. Because so far, who we've had guests have been all faithful listeners, people who have just tuned in. You know what I'm saying? And showing yeah. a lot of love. Uh, thank you for like you know always sharing the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's a blessing to kind of fellowship, you know what I'm saying, with you on the podcast. Hey, Joe, I got some wisdom too, man. So oh yes, he does. We, we always try to bring bring in guests who gonna add to the podcast, not just for you know kicks and giggles, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, dude's a funny guy, man. Definitely talented, man. He, I've always told him he's one of the the best musicians I've ever had the pleasure of like. Sitting under and working with, you know, yeah, man. too nice, too nice. Uh, man, hold on just real quick. This is a true story. Didn't Fred Hammond? Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, this is a true story, though, real talk. Didn't Fred Hammond come to Full Hood and do a, um, a, a concert, right? Uh-huh. And you was in attendance, like, you was just there to like support, right? I don't think right. you was, you wasn't on, on program or nothing. No. So, what his MD asked you to come up and like do something, like. How that? Just tell the no, story. Real quick. No, I didn't really come up, but his wife at the time pushed me. I was, you know, dancing, having a good time. It's Fred Hammond. I mean, you know, right. <laughs> she kind of pushed me out there while I was dancing, 
And so they blasted me on camera and kind of embarrassed me because I didn't, you know, I wasn't trying to be. Right. Like, he looks just like Fred. <laughs> I mean, but like, did you end up like playing sex that night at all? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, okay. That was a really different time. So you like uh, keep running into this dude like indirectly. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, I think the one you're talking about might be John P. Key. Oh, maybe that was John P. Key. Yeah. You, you, you know, okay. playing sex that night though, right? Like, yeah. out of nowhere. You didn't make it to no rehearsal or nothing. It was no, just like, yeah. hey, you are probably. Somebody brother. else pointed me out. Like do you have it And at this particular time I always had my sax on Right, right. So I just went and grabbed it <laughs> That's pretty dope we jammed out. It's always good to hear him play Because we won't get to hear him play As much no more Yeah he's always on keys And like he picked or up singing. With the uh, yeah. guitar he, He's leading worship And he's playing drums uh, yeah. oh, don't, t- don't tell nobody that Oh No My, my bad <laughs> <It's not good. laughs> My guy's gonna have jokes Yeah now. You know what I'm saying <laughs> Quadruple threat on them boys Yes sir uh, Hey before we kind of Dive into the topics uh, Earl mentioned that you are you kind of started your own nonprofit. I think it's pretty admirable now. So uh, go ahead, tell us about about Smack, yeah, man. Smack us, man. Okay, cool, cool. So the organization is called Smack Small Acts of Kindness. It's spelled S M A K, and actually it was founded by my sister and whose name is Aslan, and another guy named Dante Snooks. They're the What's co-founders as, of of Smack. We actually started pushing it about a year ago. Basically, my sister had a bunch of smack cards printed, and every time we did a small act of kindness, whether it was walking somebody down the street or paying for somebody's lunch, you know, paying it forward, we took a selfie with with the card and blasted it on Facebook. Um, this year, recently, we decided to just really push it forward. We got it trademarked. Um, we've gone, we've gone every length we can to make sure it's legit and we're starting to get a lot of sponsorship and basically what we're doing is just trying to get people to think outside of their everyday routine you know don't just walk past by the person that needs help do something even if you can't financially do it right connecting with somebody that can um uh, and it may not be always a financial situation it may be a ride you know right and um not that we want to coin people doing favors for people but we want to make it relevant right. we want to make it relevant that we are thinking about our our neighbor it's normal it's normal it's cool yeah. to, to to smack people in so now it's getting a, it's getting a, and that's the thing it's funny yeah, it's yeah. a it's a comic thing and if you look at the cards it has like a hand on it so it's like you're smacking somebody yeah, like your shirt man That's right dope. yeah my shirt hey you know normally when people come like to like shows and stuff they normally bring gifts like shirts and stuff yeah you know and you I, didn't bring anybody I, a I t-shirt didn't. <laughs> I yeah. didn't. but you know what i got you though i got you hey, i man. got you and uh i might do something do something nice we'll talk about that afterwards oh, okay. for one of the listeners <laughs> right right one of the listeners oh shoot and yeah. so um one of the other programs we do want to start, and I'll put this out there for, for people that want to get involved, is we want to create an account that'll allow us to fund the children in schools that can't afford to pay for their lunch. A lot, a lot, a lot of people don't realize is that <clears throat> they got that line that you got to meet. Yeah, right? A lot of yeah. times when you meet that line, they still can't afford right. to pay for lunch. And so... They make too much money to get assistance, but don't make enough money yeah. to buy lunch. Hey, bro, real quick, I'm going to let you finish that, but just to chime in, I can attest to that now being a teacher, bro, because a lot of students will come, especially in the area that I, I teach at, in that Willow Springs area, a lot of them are really, like, low income. So they come to school sometimes really hungry. So, like, I was told at one time not to put anybody on blast, but, like, uh, well, you let them know that the cafeteria is open from 7 to 7.20, which means after that, what happens? And then I didn't know that they can only charge, I guess, like charge an account like one time. So what if they need to eat lunch? You know? 
and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Earl. From what I understand, they stopped the teachers from even paying for. They children. don't want you doing that, bro. Yeah, because I mean, saying. when I used to substitute teach, we yeah. used to be able to, like, you know what? You can't afford lunch. I'll pay for it. But they stopped them from even doing that. Right. Like, well, you have to you be real discreet, bro. Like what I've done a couple of times. It's like we we kind of handle their money in the morning, you know what I'm saying? So if I see like they got a slip, like such and such owes two dollars, if I if they ain't bring me the money that day, I just put it in there, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody has to know, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's not a big deal. Smacking kids, yeah. that's what I'm. You got to do it sometimes, it's, man. It's important yeah. because what we realize here's here's why that's important. A lot of times the kids that can't buy their lunch end up getting ridiculed, right? Bullied. Picked on Can't even focus in school Because they're hungry too And then it leads to other things People are killing themselves Kids are committing suicide Because of bullying Yeah So not that Being able to pay for their lunch Will eliminate bullying But it'll it'll help It helps Yeah So we want to create an account That's anonymous Nobody can be like Oh this You know this is the person We just want to be able To open an account That they know There's a number That they could push in Or whatever Because there's codes at the, at the lines Or whatever They could push in When the child Can't pay for their lunch And they just put And it's unlimited It's not going to be No limit on right. it So it's basically The way we would have to do it, It's like a sponsorship You know um, It's not controlled By the school But we, we're putting it we're implementing it so that they can. That's use dope, it. man. So we're connecting with different people to try to make that real, you know, reality. But of course, it's going to challenge our immediate community to step up to the plate. Yeah. Because you know we can't do it by ourselves. You know we need everybody. You shouldn't have to do it by yourself. Yeah. Well, I yeah. hope the city of Colleen gets behind that and KSD um, supports that, bro. Because the school districts can use all the help they can get. You know, you know, because half of the time they like they ain't got no money anyway. That's real mm-hmm. talk. So what's the website? Here's what the website. The website is Smack Some. Someone.com. Smack, Smack someone. someone. And it's one, the, the, it's the number one. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. S-M-A-K, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. S-M-A-K, someone. And then you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Hashtag smack someone the same way. Hashtag oh, Yeah, they, they really out here doing this too, y'all. Like, I see videos that irk me, bro. And I hear, like, the local rapper video and giving a homeless dude some shoes just because he want to get some likes. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you ain't doing that out the out of your heart, bro. You know, like, I don't, I rarely see videos of them doing this stuff. I hear about it, you know. And I know they do that because they want people to know what's going on as far as their, you know, the smack business is going or the organization. But you see some videos that are like, that ain't genuine, you know. But exactly. what, what these, what they're doing, man, is genuine, man. So let's support them. It's a, it's a movement. And, and you could tell the genuine, that it's genuine because people want to be a part. Right. I mean, we have a roster. Because also when you go to the website, you can sign up as a volunteer for anything that we're doing. Uh, cancer, cancer society events. Well, uh, what we, another side that we do is we provide volunteers right. for different events. That basically it's for free. You know, we don't yeah. ask for no money. We just go get people that believe in what we're doing, come to help set up and break down. They just did a cancer event um, in front of the event center, and we yeah. were able to get twenty volunteers to come. Wow, that's awesome. for free. All of them wearing pink smack shirts. We have the pink versions of these. Setting up tents for everybody, setting up everything for everybody, breaking it down. It was yeah. really dope to to see. And then that's blowing up into other things. This company in Houston has decided to take us on as their personal like seed. They're sponsoring us. They're presenting us that's with a sponsorship that's, in December that's dope. Um, to basically help us fund things that we need. And this is all coming from just being available. Yeah. So, and anybody can be a part. Anybody can be a part. That's Steve awesome. Harvey. Top Jordan. Right, Million Man yeah. Martin. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Hey. They do it all. 
hop on the, the bandwagon. Definitely. So, uh, come out in the community. If you, you see the cards, you see the t-shirts, uh, the merchandise, whatever, go to the website. Support this movement. Get involved. Uh, it's definitely something that's worthy of your time, effort, and, and most, most importantly, your prayers. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah. Prayer cover is where, it's, where it definitely starts at. Uh, going back to what you were saying earlier, Joel, about some of the the kids in school and um, where it kind of leads to that kind of puts us into our first topic hey Rod you want to introduce that he ain't paying attention right now Rod just said he doesn't know what the first topic is <laughs> <laughs> not not enough to introduce it nah it's not good we were actually I don't know which one we're gonna do first That's well it's kind of funny cause you, you the one that no. came up with this topic you made this one bro you clearly oh, made this topic I didn't know we was doing it first yeah we do that topic first bro. oh okay I didn't know. Okay. So. <laughs> now you're ready to talk. Now. Yeah, I didn't know what topic we was going to do first. Um, so uh, the topic of youth sports. Um, I have a daughter that uh, plays sports. Um, why, y'all look, why are you looking at me like I'm crazy? Why are you looking at me like I'm crazy? Nah, is this the wrong topic? I don't know. You're ready to no, go. Man, you're doing the wrong uh, one. Not, okay. Go ahead, bro. Exactly. My trophies. Yeah, we're talking about trophies. So my daughter plays uh, sports. She plays several different sports now. Um, so we want to talk about the, you know, it's kind of been a debate in the news a little bit because uh, some people don't think children should get, should get uh, participation awards uh, just for showing up. And other children, you know, kind of put that best foot forward. They train harder than other children necessarily. And it's kind of like, you know, everybody gets the same prize almost. So, do we think that participation should be encouraged as far as saying, hey, you know, you showed up, you know, you got 20th place, but, you know, you get a trophy too just for just for being out here? Or should we pump or, let's say, encourage the spirit of competition uh, within our youth uh, because all sports pretty much is competition? You know, at pretty much any level, should we encourage that and say, hey, you know, you got to try better next season. You got to try better next year. If you want what they got, you got to do, you got to try harder. So how do, how do we feel about that? What do we think? Do you think you should get a participation award just for showing up? Or should it be like a cutoff limit, age limit to where you should get them? And then like you get to a certain age, okay, it stops? Or, or what? What? I'm going to counter with my own question. Okay. Because I think that's a great topic. But uh, y'all two got kids, right? Yes. So, Earl, you a coach. I know, Roddy, you've done some coaching too on the side. Yes. Uh, if your daughter came home with a participation trophy, and you know that she just showed up, mm-hmm. she didn't do anything that was worthy of a trophy, and how we used to earn trophies as right. children. Right. Same thing with your son. <laughs> how would you would you celebrate with her for the trophy, or would you break it down to her that the same way that James Harrison did with his kids? You know, uh, the football player from the Steelers was pretty much like took away his children's. Participation trophies. It was like, no, trophies are, are earned. I guess you, you earn these trophies. You don't just show up and get a trophy like everybody else. Trophies are for champions and winners. Yeah. You didn't win anything, so you don't get the trophy. I'll give the perfect example. This year, uh, earlier this year, was my daughter's first year running track. Um, we went to several track meets. We went to every one of the track meets, you know. 
um, she didn't do very well at the very beginning. You know, she come in last place, second to last, third to last. You know, um, so a lot of times when it first started, when the season first started, when the races would be over, she would be crying. And it's like, as a parent, I can't hug you at that moment and say, it's going to be all right. I have to encourage you to say, no, if you want what they want, if you don't want to be looked at as the weakest link, if you're on a relay the loser. Team, yeah, the loser. You know what I'm saying? Not call, not calling her a loser, but saying if you don't want to be looked at. <laughs> if you want, if you don't want to be looked at in that certain aspect, you have to train harder. Step it up. Somebody yeah. somebody else may have a natural. You have to work twice as hard as that person. If you want to be, you know, declared a winner, if you know, they only select three spots, you know, to stand on that podium. If you want to be on that podium, you know, you got to bust your tail. So, I mean, I tell her that, you know what I'm saying? I can't say, oh, yeah, you just keep going to practice, um, you know, and, you know, you'll be up there one day. That's lying to her. So if she came home and she got second to last place. Okay. And the winner got a trophy. Okay. It said first place. Uh-huh. She got the exact same trophy. I, it said I, participation I would, award. I would be that disappointed. Said second to last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would be disappointed. It, I would be disappointed in the system if she got the same. That she's excited about like, Daddy, I got a trophy. I have to explain to her. <laughs> this is this is not the one you want. But it's shiny. It's the exact same way as the rest of it. It comes down to what he's saying. Here's the thing. The system's going to do whatever they want. But if we allow the system in any situation to be their truth, then that's what they're going to grow up believing. We as parents or as influence have to tell them, listen, I'm glad that you went out there and participated. But don't come here celebrating. Right. What? (laughs) Yeah, being mediocre. What? what, Celebrating what means... Because, because you think about it, and I know, not to try to go way left, but that's how a lot of that mentality is being applied to a lot of things. Let's desynthesize what the reality is. The reality is, you lost. You didn't put effort in, right? Right. And you, you didn't win nothing. Right. They just don't want to hurt your feelings. Right. So they're gonna give you this. Yeah. But if I allow that to be what you learn, and when you grow up, you think everything should be just handed to you, and people overlook. And that's not reality. You said three places. When as an adult, if you go play the Olympics, they're not gonna give you a hundred place trophy. Yeah. It's only gold, silver, and bronze. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. But check it out. And, and let me not get this twisted. I, I'm agree with everybody. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't agree with the participation trophy at all. I just want to play the devil's advocate for a second. <laughs> no, because yeah. I guess. I guess the whole entire point I think of the system of was that because we're saying that they put no effort in these are for I guess the the children who tried tried extra hard and there was just somebody who was just better like you said naturally gifted Mm -hmm. they won but it's like instead of not celebrating your your effort at all we want to include you so you want to try again as long as that's as long as as a parent that's what's made clear you we're not rewarding you because you did a good job. We're acknowledging the fact that you went out there. Yeah. But if you want if you want me to celebrate with you as a parent, that's like that hard part. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to whoop you, but you know. I got to. I got to. So we only celebrate when you win? Yeah. I mean <laughs> I mean winning winning deserves to be celebrated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. You don't you know, and that's that's like with anything. You get a new job, you celebrate. You don't go celebrate when you don't get the new job. Right? 
I mean, am I, am, I, am, I, am I right? Yeah. True, but like, what happens if you you try really hard on the interview? <laughs> Again, but see, that's the thing, though. That's that's where every, that's, that's the next thing I was going to say. Every, really situation, every situation is different. Because if you know, you know your child better than anybody. If you know your child's out there hustling and busting, but just... Can cut the they mustard. Don't have it. Yeah, then right. yeah, I celebrate yeah. your efforts. Hey, you did the best that you could. We'll try harder next year. I'm not now because I'm, I'm not saying like bash the kid for having uh, participate, but no. Listen, I believe that if this is something you want to do, we need to work harder because I'm not gonna right. let you settle for this participation thing. No, let's go get a place. So Earl, would you give out participation trophies to your children if you were coaching? Absolutely not. But Never. I think at a certain age, it's okay. Like babies, you know, sometimes you give them something just so, you know, but they see, cry. Why though? Yeah. If you start at a certain age, aren't you setting a bad precedent? Well, it has to be cut off at a certain age, man. They do a lot of stuff for babies that, you know, <laughs> they get away with stuff a lot, you know, but I think at a certain age, like, I'm going to use an example. Me and my coach just got done pretty much complaining about this. So, like, Audie Murphy, okay, this year, seventh grade didn't do as good as we thought they would. We've lost. They dropped it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just being honest. Being honest. No, we done lost the first two conference games, right? We got two more left. Right. We're clearly not going to the playoffs per se to play in the winners bracket, okay? But KISD has this thing where you know they play in the losers bracket. God, leave really? So <laughs> just so everybody can play, just, so they make it feel like they can yeah. Play. So everybody's doing something. But my thing is this: you didn't earn. Go into you didn't earn. Going to, yeah, it's it pretty much shit. it does, man. It, it gives a wrong um, impression. Impression, man. And to me, like we were saying, okay, you have to have that. To me, middle school is the perfect cutoff. You have to have that feeling of I didn't do good enough to make it. You have to turn your pads in while everybody's playing. You need that. It's drive. Now for kids, even even you know at that age, yeah. well I think before middle school, so not in sixth grade, so it's unacceptable now. Yeah. But like in like fifth grade and down, man, you give them something for participation maybe because it's some of their first time, you know. But in middle school, it has to stop. It yeah, is, it has to stop in middle school. Understand that you didn't win anything. Yeah, you didn't yeah. win. I'm just acknowledging your part. Now those awards, like most yeah. improved, that's what I was going like, to say. Most improved and stuff like that. I dig that. That's that's cool. But, but a trophy? If, if like, you do, if you do give something out, it needs to be different. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. And, and I know a like, ribbon, like a coming ribbon. up, yeah, yeah coming up. When I came up, yeah, like first place, you got trophies. Yeah. Right. If you came in below first place, you got a ribbon. Yeah. Like, 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 like I want the trophy. Even with the honor roll. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. If you got A's, you got a blue, a blue ribbon. If you got B's, you got a different color. Bro, ribbon. like. Even you think about high school, getting honorable mention, it's like uh, it's not really cool. But it's like, all right, whatever. Because like you're honorable, yeah. I could have been there. But it still ain't. You ain't gonna put no patch on, really. Yeah. Because as a coach, yeah. you're not gonna say we playing for honorable mention. Yeah. Yeah. We playing. To, we playing to win the championship. And if, when you do the loser bracket thing, I really don't like that. I don't. I because, don't like because it because it, it doesn't. It, it says, oh, it doesn't matter if we do good or not. We're still gonna play. We yeah, can be the champions of the loser we bracket. Still get to go to the tournament. No, but man. when you got a winners bracket by itself. And you don't make it. Yeah. You go watch. You weed out the cats that don't need to be playing and the cats that do need to be playing. Yeah. Uh -oh. Nobody goes to watch the loser. The losers. Yeah. We don't. We don't like it as coaches either, man. We were like, I think they should have to turn their stuff in. That is not coaches, true, Joel. What about coaches that don't? <laughs> that don't push their kids. And that's their that, that's the exact oh, question I was getting ready to ask. Okay, what it's do we true. say? What do we say to those parents that don't care that say my child deserves to get a trophy too? Like, how do you 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 get, because they're going to tell their child you're you're just yeah. as good as LeBron. 
Uh, we, we know your child is not as good as LeBron. That's a lie. You're, pa- you're painting a bad illusion again, and that's good. They're gonna hurt their feelings. By the time they get Tell to high school, <laughs> yeah, when they get to high school, their feelings are gonna be hurt and because they've been lied to. That right there is everything. Like, yeah. you're just as good as them. And the thing is, okay, I get what you're saying. You want to protect your seed, but, but it doesn't encourage them. them. Right? It you're doesn't encourage them. them. You're hurting them. It's yeah. the same people who go on American Idol who all their life, <laughs> they family, family told you you can sing, and they get in front of like judges or anybody so with a little bit of in front of the whole world. The whole their right. parents been telling them you just as good as such and such. And like you ain't. they, they have a, a legitimate like shock when they're Compliment. telling me like yeah. you can't sing. They're like, bro, what you mean I can't sing? I've been hearing, I've been hearing, I can sing my whole. Life. My whole entire life. Yeah, and I believe it. I just watched a seventh grade. I'm not gonna drop names, but <laughs> <laughs> a seventh grade football team, B team with 36 receivers. Now ask me how many times they threw the ball. Zero. Yeah. 36 receivers. So that means you got 36 kids yeah. coming out to practice. Yeah. For their position and don't even they they ran they run the ball every single play. Yeah. Now their excuse is the quarterback doesn't really know how to throw well. Teach, that's your job. Yeah. You're their coach. It's like that in middle school. That I don't like because yeah. that's like the flip side of it. Like, cause like for me as a parent, whenever my child gets to the point where they want to play sports, I don't care if it's tennis, golf, right. or whatever. I'm gonna study that and I'm gonna work with my child to make sure that. They have no excuses, but at the end of the yeah. day, it's still up to the coach from there on. Because I mean, I'm watching. This team had enough enough kids. So if there's 36 receivers, right, that tells you how many other players were there playing other positions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this this B team could could provide <laughs> four other teams. Yeah. Well, see, the problem is the mentality yeah. you have of you you work with your kids. Yeah. A lot of them don't. They don't. So what happens is your child hasn't played until seventh grade. Well, I mean, organized want, sports like yeah, babysitters. And you want a coach to like make right, them like babysitter. You want a coach to make them Des Bryant. Or, no, yeah, your child, no. your child is horrible. Like we had a guy get mad after a game. This is what he did. It's been 20 minutes. My son played 15 seconds. Well, this is the deal. But if you watch his son, first of all, his son doesn't want to play football. <laughs> he really doesn't. He's only playing because of dad. Yeah. He tried to quit. I would not let him quit because I was like, no, you started. You're gonna finish. But I'll work with you. So I work with him one on one through the week. He's getting he's progressing but he's not really good enough to be in the game it's a more of a danger to put him in so we'll put him in in positions but i'm like you can't be that naive to know you look at all these other boys running around here athletes (laughs) (laughs) hitting each other your son is not on that level that's just being honest you know what i'm saying but parents have to be honest too but i get it man like yeah that is I mean, we have to. Seventh grade is bad for that. A lot of seventh grade people don't throw. It should be an yeah. accountability thing. Like, listen, because because that's it's the same ones that'll complain right about they're not playing, but they're not working with the child, and they still want them to get the participation. The playing time, yeah. but you ain't doing nothing with your kids. You don't come to practice. Yeah. Well, check you it out. You ain't working out with them in the backyard. Doing right. Not to get no like super super deep or spiritual, but mm. there, 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 there ain't no participation trophies when it comes to that trophy. Hey, you, you, it's like you either made it or you, or you did it. Right. And you, and you ain't going to be up there saying, well, I tried really, really hard. Yeah. Look, I'm trying. I mean, I participated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, you don't get to go to hell because you participated. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think that's, it don't work that way. That's the biggest thing about it. Um, we've uh, Society has made it everybody's accepted. 
there's no yeah. there's no separation. Okay, we got an A and a B team, but everybody's still on the team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, it's varsity and JV. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. everybody's still on the team. There's no until you get to that elite level. Yep. That's the only time that it's acceptable to say, "Hey, you just ain't good enough at this point. We're not we're not moving forward with." You. But what they don't get, right, bro, is in even in high school that is reality. Mm-hmm. They don't get it. In middle school, we have to let you play some. Like we have to put you in. Yeah. But in high school, you don't have to be on a team. Like they can cut you. And so what happens is like all these years, you know, Somebody told you they let you in, especially a school like ours because we don't have a lot of athletes. So you're probably going to make the team. But we're still going to put the best in the game. They're going to play the most of the time. But, like, when they get to high school, they don't have to do that. So we pretty much just all agree participation trophies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are, are, I think a certain age, it should be a it cutoff. It definitely man. shouldn't be a trophy. It could be a Yeah, a ribbon, <laughs> you know. Or, or, I mean, like, even thank you for joining. A, a acknowledgement. Yeah. yeah, you could get acknowledged. Yeah. That's we can definitely cool, acknowledge man. your effort, but. A trophy, a trophy means. Especially more. when money's involved. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, some of the AAU teams for Little League. Yeah. Okay, give them a little piece of paper or a plaque. Yeah, you did. You Thanks for paying your money. Yeah. But you didn't win. But it. you didn't win anything. Yeah. A trophy is reserved for winners. winners. Everybody's a winner. At elite level. And it's disrespectful to the kids that do put in that work. Yeah. The parents that do put in that work. Yeah. To make sure that they're on that level to just say, well, your trophy looks like this. <laughs> How can I name any boo boo you? And yeah. you got the same trophy I got. Yeah, that ain't exactly. cool. So, so even though not that's not be, sports, of course, like, again, it comes back to me. It's not to be mean about it yeah. and to be ugly about it. We teach good sportsmanship along with it, but good sportsman comes with knowing when you lost. Yes. Yeah. Makes and you it, work, and man. It, yeah, it, it helps motivation. you in life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That that's life. You know what I'm saying? Everything's not gonna be handed to you in life because if you have two people that work the same job, if somebody else is busting their tail, they're gonna get the raise before you right. get the raise. Or you, you don't, don't get, get the job. Yeah, you know yeah. Like, what you gonna do when somebody get a job over you? You know, right? That's just like even going back to the workplace. You know, somebody me, you go apply for the same job, and you have a degree right. in that particular right. area, and I don't. Right? You're gonna get that job because yeah. you put in that work. You should have got your degree to get that paper. Right? Not that participation paper, that right. completion paper. Yeah. Exactly. Or yeah. even like, since we're talking about participation, you may have an associate. So this man may have a bachelor's. Yeah. He may have a master's. You know. <laughs> hey, you should have did what he did. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> when you get there, come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, parents, coaches, y'all cut it out. Right. <laughs> y'all, y'all cut it out. Uh, so, so tell yeah. us what you think. Yeah, definitely uh, like, comment, you know what I'm saying, about y'all's mentality when it comes to just still participation. I know some of y'all out there telling your kids they... They they KD sound like Mariah Carey and stuff. <laughs> they KD, man, bro. Encourage your kids, though, man. Well, yeah. But please work with them. Yeah, encourage. Be honest. Them Don't them tell them that your kids is KD when they really like yeah. Brian's kind right. of <laughs> Send them to camp, please, or something. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. But hey, you know what? That was kind of uh, lighthearted. But the next topic we're gonna kind of dive in is definitely something that's kind of somber, just because of like what's been going on with the news lately, and. Uh, we just want to talk about, and you mentioned it earlier, Joel, about the desensitization. I think I'm saying that wrong. Did I say that right? Being desensitized. Yeah, being desensitized. <laughs> yeah. Of how we have become. With, of the enemy. <laughs> not only that, but just like the violence, the pure violence that we're seeing. Yeah. And it's funny, uh, we were just kind of talking before uh, we hit record. Uh, the 
That that march that went down this weekend, yeah, there wasn't a speck of news coverage. Man, oh. man, march. Well, no, no, that's a lie. C-SPAN. Oh, oh, that was the only channel. Oh, I'm sorry, that covered wow. the entire thing. Thank it, you, C-SPAN. It, it, it was C-SPAN. Shout like, out to C-SPAN. Al Jazeera Network, which is like yeah. not even American. Yeah, covered it. But I'll be mean like CNN, Fox, BT. I mean, yeah, MTV. yeah, yeah. That's the one that tripped me out. <laughs> Now what? <laughs> Entertainment TV was nowhere to be found. But the I funny bet part, somebody like, would have got a shout out there, bro. Yeah, oh yeah. Ferguson, wall to wall coverage. Baltimore, Baltimore riots. I mean, like you couldn't see a, a, a shop glass break without four cameras being there saying we got so and so many people out here mm-hmm. trashing the city. It's going down, and so we have become so used to it, so bloodthirsty when it comes to violence, um, especially gun violence. And so what led us to this time. Uh, a couple weeks ago, last week we were talking about the uh, uh, Oregon Oregon shooting, yeah, and about how wow we've had we didn't even look up no major statistics for this, but we gotta just talk off top. Yeah, uh, the we number do. of school related shootings we're getting, yeah. and I guess we're asking the question. We can kind of bring it I to the spiritual this year side. Was a little over two hundred and forty for this year of mass shootings. Mass, mass shootings alone, yeah. which is astronomical. And so I guess let's talk about gun control. Do y'all believe in it? And and should believers own guns? Because most of the right wingers are Bible believing people, Bible believing Christians. But if we're called to walk in peace and love, we say that loosely, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> should should Christians own guns? Can't. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the gun control. How can you control something that we have more of? that will never be licensed is more unlicensed guns in America than it will ever be licensed guns how how do we control that we we can't it, it's trying to it's you know that's like it's <laughs> yeah it's not realistic at all you know what i'm saying if anything it, it puts us in more danger because you making it illegal for people that follow the law to not have guns doesn't stop the people that can care less about the law right having guns it, it it's if it, but now they know that it's less likely that somebody's going to be armed yeah but if if they know that if i go into this situation right here there's probably one or two people that's armed they might think about it once one or two times yeah i think the whole gun control thing like him is is unrealistic i think it's a facade i think it's like a a cover-up just to for an alternative agenda why they want to martial law? Yeah. It's gonna martial be law. It, I mean, I feel like it's gonna, it's gonna, it's the kind of the prerequisite to become a, a lawless nation. Or, because, or, no, not, not, I, I, I'll say actually, I think it's the opposite. I think it's less law. I think it's gonna be the the gridlock. The the uh, the government has full control. Like when we put the curfews out, yeah, it's gonna be a police state almost. It's like we go regulate every aspect of your life. You know, you go wake up when we want you to wake up. Go to bed when we want you to go to bed. Go to school when we want you to go to school. You'll go here, you'll go there, you'll work how we want you to work. And we go control every aspect of your life. I don't think it's coincidence. I refuse to believe it's coincidence or just by chance. Every time this happens, it's in a location where it's a bunch of defenseless people. It's children. Why, you know, or, or school, like school, uh, college, like why are they not, they not going into places where they know that people are armed 
shooting up people. Oh, of course. There, there's there's something deeper to all that, and and I, I I truly believe that. And so like these these guys are going into schools, into college campuses where people are minding their own business, you know, and just shooting up. It just it just doesn't make any sense, man. Just randomly, it doesn't make. And then the history on these guys is like crazy. And so now you know I've I've been seeing that teachers are now being allowed to be trained and carry a gun in the school in certain certain places where they have to go through a psychology you know all test and, and get all and it's, it's with that being said that's what most of the gun control lobbyists push for they're saying okay we're not saying take away guns from everybody but should it be like how you get a driver's license you have you go in order for you to get your license you need to pass a written test have to pass a physical test with with the driving you have to like get your eyes checked and make sure that you're fit for the road. I definitely think that and, should and be some more. I'll be like, I checks and balances when it comes yeah. to because, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it honest. Like I'm a Christian and I own a gun. I, I bought a gun last year. Bang, bang. You know, <laughs> I don't think believers in guns are even related. There's nothing. I don't even think. I know some people like some people believe believers shouldn't have motorcycles or like, guns. <laughs> and like yo there, wait, there's wait no, but well, the reason why I bring up believers is that I do know there is a faction of people oh, yeah. who, who really believe that okay if you if you believe in God and you you have protection from angels why, why do you feel the need to and you know my response to them conceal carry or, or, or have a gun and, and all you do it is just perpetuating the image Here, or, here's what I say to them if you are a believer of God in the same manner why are you going to work if God's your provider in that same mindset, why are you going to work for a paycheck? Just wait every day for him to take care of it. Well, I mean, the Bible does say that's if you good, don't, you don't work. Analogy, we don't, not really, because if you, you don't work, you don't eat. The Bible does say that. Yeah, but it, but, it doesn't but, say, but, say anything about you owning a gun. In, in 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 literal in the literal sense, you know what I'm saying? What he just said, it does make sense. Because if you if you say that, like I, I don't ever need protection, then why you wear a seatbelt when you get in the car? You know what I'm saying? If God is my protector. Well, true that, but I'm just saying, like, we have police officers for protection. I mean, like, it's not like we're walking around without but any okay, protection at okay, all. Well, we we, we have an army. Though. So if God is your protector, why do you need policemen? Because they need a job. No. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is when you when you try to make it a Christian thing. I got you, yeah. You know, and I, I know you, you know what I'm saying? When, because I, my sister just got, this dude went off on my sister about her house. She goes, how do you call yourself a Christian? And you have two guns. She goes, I have a daughter and I don't fight grown men. And so somebody tried to come in and break into my house. Click, click. They're going to be black beauty and pinky. And it's going to be a rat. <laughs> and so, so the, the thing is, is uh, there's, there's nothing in the Bible that, 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 that speaks against you protecting your family, and which is why I would own a weapon, and which is why I believe you own a weapon yeah. to protect your household. Because at the end of the day, Excited. somebody comes in here with a gun. That's the dog. Somebody gun. comes in here with a gun, and, and all you got is your hands. You're not bulletproof. You're right. You're yeah. not bulletproof, and you're accountable to what God gave you. No what I'm the being a good says. steward by making sure that this gun is cocked and loaded for somebody, some some stupid person come in my house or break my car window like they did the other day. I'm a little upset about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I know. I, I, I was hot for you. Happened to you? Yeah. Oh, you see that on Facebook? Yeah, yeah man. Your back window, right? Yeah, bro. Took, and took the fan bag. They don't nothing in it, but hey, that, that's, that's all three of us because all three of us yeah, had, had our lives vandalized and broke into. It's a horrible. All thing. they got was a bag full. Of, yeah, whoever. Whoever did it, all you got was a bag of hygiene. I know you mad. Just stinking. That's what happened. You probably use that hygiene though. Yeah. What you got, man? Man, bro. Well, 
actually Joel touched it because me and um, Jonathan talked on the phone about this, and we were talking about when we were in Burma, and I was I was like, man, I wonder what it would be like, and not that I agree with this, but I was like, in a perfect world, they don't uh, guns aren't allowed over there, in that area, because I was asking um, Brother Sang who was with us how the crime was. He was like, you really don't hear about you know people shooting people, but guns are banned. Matter of fact, I don't even think the police officers had guns, right? Uh, in Burma, they they do, but they don't walk around carrying. Right. Like, so it's like I one mean, of them things where guns are like outlawed, you know. But he he made a good point, which I think Rodney ended up saying. He was like, "Well, the people who have the guns, you know, <laughs> they ain't following the law anyway, so it puts us more at more of a disadvantage, you know." So you absolutely right. It's like with the whole gun control thing. And like I said before, I was just playing the devil's advocate because uh, yeah. I knew we should carry guns and, and have guns. I got a gun, pretty much. But just the fact that uh, hey. the the uh, gun control is only going to stop the law-abiding citizens, right? Who, who already registered their, their weapons and using it according to the law, yeah, making it harder for them to operate within the law because the people who are committing these gun crimes, they're not legal weapons. Yeah, <laughs> they're all yeah. they're illegal firearms, and so criminals are always going to find ways to get firearms and guns, regardless. It's like if and who brought that in? The government. <laughs> they allowed it. Right. True. True. So it's like you can't you can't regulate something you've allowed. Well, it, it, that's like say okay, we want to stop drunk driving, so we'll make it harder for people to but get, yet get driving license. But you alcohol on every corner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're allowed to you're allowed to buy liquor till two o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. So that's so, why you got a bunch of DUIs at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. Right. Jokers just left the bar from getting drunk. Yeah, check this out. What what about? I mean, we talked about Christians having guns. What about in church? Great question. How do y'all feel about? I mean, at a at a at a certain level, at a certain mass of a congregation, I believe you have to have that protection. I mean, there there's certain there's certain sanctuaries or churches that I've been in that they have security officers there, like you know. City, yeah, city, city police. You know, they're at the service. So, somebody may not be carrying per se in your sanctuary, but you still have that type of protection. That if something goes down, it's still there. So that I don't think you can separate it to say, well, whether my deacons that have a that that is registered and has a licensed gun carries a saint, you know, carries a weapon in here just in case something happens, you know. I believe that that's okay because, like I said, when you get to a certain mass, if something if something it does happen to happen, even like the case in Charleston, South Carolina, what if somebody did have a gun there? What if one of their you know elders or you know members you know was a licensed carrier? It may not have been nine people that have lost their lives that night. You know, somebody could have been saved. You know what I'm saying? It's funny you ask that because like a week later, it's not a whole another. Another white man walked up to a church where they was in the middle of prayer or whatever with a machete and a girl who was a female who was off she was off duty but she was still wearing her uniform <laughs> she pulled her weapon out and held that dude at gunpoint till some more police officers came but he was threatening to kill everybody in the church yeah. with his machete yeah. but this woman that came there to prayer whatever it was um, had her weapon on her and she didn't, she didn't shoot him, she didn't kill him, but she held him at gunpoint. As soon as the cop showed up, he throws his machete in the bushes. So it's a realistic thing. We have to be realistic. And pastors, I feel like the reason they feel 
the need to have the gun just because they real pastors feel like they got to protect the people that are coming yeah. to serve in that. So they're being good. I feel like they're being good stewards when they're putting people that are mature, responsible adults and not crazy, right. not crazy. I'm not having no 18 year old with a gun. Yeah, you know, in my in my church, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Somebody you could trust, or or if you don't trust nobody, the police officers. Because right. I've seen plenty of churches, right. and they have off duty police officers right. that are there. All the whole service all day, and it just gives a, a peace of mind. Yes, God is our protector, but we still have to use wisdom. Yeah, we have to God, use God gives it because if, if that's the case, then we can we then, we, then we Charleston, can, South Carolina wouldn't have happen. happened, right? That's the that's the real thing, yeah. So we just got to be wise. Um, so what, what do y'all think about? Well, um, I'll, oh, go ahead. Yet again, I just want to play the devil's advocate one no, more time because that doggone devil. Because <laughs> I, I even hear. I hear what y'all saying. I'm not saying that if somebody would have been carry a weapon, mm-hmm. but think about the Fort Hood shootings. True. I mean, he came inside there. That was an army base. There was weapons everywhere. Mm-hmm. There, there was people who were carrying weapons inside there who who reacted. So I don't necessarily think that just because you have a weapon means that you're gonna necessarily stop violence just because. There were, were there were people in that building with weapons. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they shot him. Yeah, because yeah. right, the ones that came to shoot him, right? Yeah. But I, what, what I'm because saying is that soldiers on post ain't allowed to walk around with unless they're an MP. No, you're right. But what I'm saying is that like you are an army base. There's weapons everywhere, like accessible. You know what I'm saying? And, and what I'm saying in that building though, that he probably knew they weren't armed. Yeah, and that where they registered. My brother, true that, true that. My brother was in there at that time. They were doing it for people that were checking in for help. It it, it was, it was. I guess my point is is this: is that it doesn't stop it. I I don't believe that you having the ability to carry. I think, for instance, if there was somebody inside Charleston with a gun, right? That man's opening fire, and it takes you know a split second to react and why someone may be able to react quickly and shoot him down you may have had a situation where now you have like a firefight and this man is shooting and someone else is shooting at him a straight bullet hits somebody else and then now but you have I two think, people with guns the, firing off in a church as opposed to one so right. I don't necessarily think that having a gun necessarily will stop or even minimize the violence I think that at the end of the day it really boils down to what is your mentality behind? Because I don't think guns don't kill people. People kill people. Yeah, it should right. be more you know? thorough, like you said earlier, more thorough uh, tests and where they run mental tests, uh, you know, and backgrounds like that. Psych evaluations like every, every three people, to five years or something. Yeah, yeah. and so, and, and while the gun person that is armed may not be able to stop the violence, they, I do feel like it would have maybe provided less less casualties because it was kind of like an execution type situation. I agree. Yeah. They were they were helpless. He he could, he took his time. It wasn't it was he had no fear because he's the only person with a gun where that you have to think of that possibility that if somebody else would have pulled out on this dude, it could have been a gunfire or he could have ran off with his tail tucked between his tail between yeah. his legs. So that's a reality too cuz like these boys around here they know how to use their guns and they looking for a reason for somebody. There's a dude over there, over here in this neighborhood, off Gemini. What? My bad. I said that. <laughs> well, actually, he's putting it out there anyway. He put a sign out there. Hey, you want to? Fr- uh, we're giving out free body bags. If you want to grab one, come break into my house. Wow. Wow. You know what I mean? House I wouldn't be breaking into if I was yeah. into that. Because you know people are getting tired of that. 
Because the people that are supposed to be, you know. I feel you hit. <laughs> Different subject, but they're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, you know what you. I mean? So, right. hey, I'm going to protect my family. So, with the new year uh, about to be upon us, Texas um, is considering to be an open carry state. So, uh, yeah, 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 but January 1st is when it's supposed to take effect. Go to effect. So, Texas will now be an wow. open carry state. So, like Western days. Yeah. And how do we separate that now that if, if I'm a licensed carrier, anywhere I go, I got it. See, and 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 like and, and there was a case last week where a man was uh, shoplifting at a Home Depot, and this was a place where open carry was allowed. A woman, uh, just another shopper, had her gun. She pulls out the gun on the man. You don't work in Home Depot. And you're not a police. You're not a police officer. You're just another shopper. Man, that ain't your tool. That ain't so your, now, is that your hammer? Well, now, you know, this, your nails, this, you know this creates a whole nother yeah. level. Yeah. It's because now people are going to really become vigilantes. Yeah. Real talk. And, 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 and be licensed by the government to do that. So that 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 is more dangerous than anything. I, I believe being a, a being going to be an open carry state. I believe that's going to be. We live in Texas. Just let's just be honest. Well, I'm saying because it's, it's going to be abused. It's going to be. Well, it's already. Bang, bang. I think it's already abused. But even with the the concealed the concealed carry, number one, it's already being abused. But I don't need to be at Walmart or anywhere else at the mall or. A fair outside and people walking around with, with, with not only with guns but like with rifles, yeah. you know, rifles and stuff. Did, I think they did something to where they can already do it now because I went to Lowe's the other day and there's just this regular dude and I, and I kind of like sat in my car to watch him and he's just he's a contractor. He does he builds. Um, I just had a full conversation with him. He's a contractor and he had he his gun is like. His shirt's tucked in. It was out. Yeah. And all I could think of was like, okay, like I'm on the fence about it because like what you're saying, on the flip side, people are going to abuse it. Also on the flip side, if I'm a crook, if I'm a bad person and I'm watching you walk around with your gun on, it it, it wouldn't be hard for me to, to snatch that thing from your hip. Yeah. If you're not paying, like if you bend over to grab something. And I walk. I didn't have a gun. Walked in. I was about to rob this place with a pretend something. But now I see you with a gun. You've been over to grab some rock, knock you out, hit you with some rat. Now I have access to other people's guns. So it's 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 um. I'm on. I I don't know how I feel about it. The only the only reason I say it's such a great uh, great area is because. My mentality is different than Earl's mentality. My mentality is different than John's mentality. My mentality is different than Joel's mentality. So if I got four people in a room, we all have a different mentality. My danger level is not your danger level. So when I feel like I'm in danger, you may not feel like you're in danger. So that's gonna that's gonna that's create that's gonna cause chaos. Yeah, and that's real court, In the court, that's gonna be. It's like because you all you have to do is say I fear for my life. That's it. That's what we well, had that with Florida well, uh, with Zimmerman, right? Well, yeah, ex- exactly with Zimmerman. And it's going to be even worse now because now, now you're, it's it's out there. A cop can easily, anybody can easily say, I fear for my life because he's angry and yeah. he's armed. Right? Well, the, and the reason why I want to bring it back to the whole entire Christian thing is that 
how do you successfully witness to somebody necessarily if if violence is your first go-to? If we're preaching, because when Christ was here, he said turn the other cheek, right? And if that's supposed to be our mentality, I'm not putting the same categories protecting your family. I'm not saying that you, you sit there and like watch your daughter get raped by a Drew. You but know that, what I'm saying? But that's, that's, that's what it boils down to. But like, my thing, where do you draw, draw the line at? Like, at what point are you saying, you know what, I'm going not going to meet your level of violence? My, my, my thing is this. It's, it, it all boils down to I'm protecting my family. And if it comes down to me having to pull this gun out to protect my family, it is, it is, it is what it is. Now, be, if, let's say guns wasn't involved. If I got to beat you to death, to protect my family, I'm gonna beat you to death. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stand by and just let you uh, kill my family. That's not saying that violence is my first go-to, but if you become a, a fatal threat to my family, threat, yeah. I'm taking you out because God gave me this family and I gotta be a steward with, with what he gave me. Now, if it's an altercation where I feel like maybe we can handle this without being violent, then yeah. Right. Yeah, but but Which check this most out. Cases. Check this out. If a dude come in this house right now, trying to blow everybody's head off, the last thing I'm thinking about is uh, let, let me pray for your soul. No, I'm gonna protect the people that are in here. Yeah. Now I will admit, I've never been like a fighter, or like a dude that was just looking for fights and just like gets really Tough upset. Johnny but what I'm saying, I, <laughs> I, will, I will admit, once I got my gun legally registered. My mentality changed a lot, especially when I saw altercation or someone started getting loud or whatever. Before it would be like, well, you know what? I'm just going to avoid the confrontation. You know what? It is what it is. Now it gave you an extra level of boldness. It did. <laughs> and it almost scared me. I, I'm just be completely transparent. I just I started thinking about even when I was like driving one time and someone was like having like real bad road rage. And I was like, man, I'm about to go pop truck, you know, because <laughs> I'm going to go to the truck. Like, <laughs> feel like 50 cent a little truck. bit. Almost like, broke like, because I, I have the gun in, in, like in my trunk, like, like be for real. Now, man, I don't even know my name. And so it's like, oh shoot, <laughs> I feel a little certain kind of way. I feel you having this loaded, you know, what I'm saying weapon, and to the boss, like I don't know if I want to feel this way. Yeah, it's almost like dangerous. It's almost like the mentality of. Uh, this might be a separate topic though but like uh, we talked about you know personal convictions but even having like alcohol in my house it's like I, I don't feel like I'm addicted to it or anything like that but I don't ever want to introduce that necessarily because I don't even want to play with that mentality you know what I'm saying because like I don't want to give myself an itch yeah, to, you know to have a bile with it so it's like is it wise for us to just you know what remove ourselves from the situation not have access and I'm not talking about the, you know defending your family I'm just saying like Altercations, one on one, whatever. You got this gun down on your hip, and this, and this dude is really talking noise. As opposed to before, you might have been like, you know what? You have a good day. I'm just gonna keep it moving. As opposed to now, he grabbed your arm. Any fast move, really? I mean, if he reaches in a bag, if he does yeah. anything, and like, like, and like now, I'm like, okay, you know what? Now it's time for me to pull my pull my weapon down. And, and now we fill out paperwork, and now I'm facing jail time. Yeah. And I'm having to defend myself over. An altercation that no one else witnessed but me and the, and the guy who's now dead. Yeah, is it really I, worth it? I had a um, I, I knew we were going to talk about this topic yesterday, so we went out to dinner yesterday, and one of the one of the um, 
one of the elders from our church went out to dinner with us, um, and he he doesn't hide it at all. He has a weapon. And, and I asked him, I said, hey, you know, we're going to talk about this on the podcast, you know, tomorrow. Um, I said, I just want to get your opinion and all of that. And he was like, well, he was like, um, I have no problem with carrying. He was like, um, you know, he was like, I can fight. You know, I know how to do, you know, Taekwondo and all of this. He's like, I can, you know, I can do anything as far as, you know, with my hands. I can, you know, I can beat you up that type of way. He was like, but, you know, in the case where somebody breaks in my house, you know, it's at night, you know what I'm saying? He was like, you know, I probably don't have the time to set up, you know, I don't have time to get you in a Taekwondo move, you know what I'm saying? So he was like, you know, I got some weight on you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got some weight, <laughs> you know. And and, I, and like like everybody said, you know, when it comes to protecting your family and protecting what's yours, um, you know, if somebody's trying to do you harm, you know, hey, you know, I think all bets are off at that point. I'm just that type of person. I personally don't own a gun at this time, you know, but in the future that might change. So, you know, when it comes to protecting your family and yours, you know, hey. I, I mean, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. Now, I, my, my intent is never to, you know, kill anybody, take anybody out. That, that would never be my intent. Even if I became a gun owner and somebody broke in my house, I'm not trying to cause a murder scene. I mean, a homicide in my house. You know, right. even if it's in self-defense, I don't want my children. I don't want my wife. I, I don't want to see it. You know, I hate blood. <laughs> Matter of fact, me personally. Yeah, exactly. I hate blood. So I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to go out and say. I'm about to murder this person. You know, you about to get it, you know. <laughs> it's not like that. But yeah, but if I have to, you know, fire a warning shot, you know what I'm saying, to get you out my crib, that's what I'm gonna do. Cause we even, you know, we even looked into the whole me and my wife, because we, we do wanna both own our own our own weapon. His um, and hers. His and hers. <laughs> and get um but I want cause cause you even think about people that own guns to hunt and stuff like that. You know, that's a whole thing, but they, I bet you they'll use that same gun to protect their family too, though. Oh, and yeah. so the one of the things that we learned that you get, you know, the two warning shots, right? And so you can get the bullets that have the bean bags or the less lethal uh, ammunition. You do um, that you can use as the first two bullets. Bye, bye. And that for most people that'll put them down. Yeah, like and if uh, you have to fire that third bullet, then it's just it is what it is. Lewis, yeah. uh, he, he was shout, shout out, big bro. He was on the podcast before. Uh, he, he he was with me when I purchased, you know, my first firearm. But he was saying the same thing. Like they actually had the they're not rubber bullets. They're, they're, they're real bullets, but like they are less lethal. And like he he puts those two bullets first in the clip, right? You know what I'm saying? So, but like even for like the shotgun type, yeah. they have the shells that are filled with uh, bean bags. Not, yeah, the bags. So, you know, that, that'll knock the wind out of me, and I'm 350 pounds. Yeah. That'll put me on my butt. So, they, they, they recommend that your first two shells right. be non-lethal. So, you just, but then that third one, you know, that's on you, buddy. But right. that counts as, in the, in the eyes of the, of the law, it counts as two warning shots. Warning shots, okay. Um, because they're non-lethal. But you gonna feel it, though. Oh, you, you, you gonna feel it, definitely. Man, I'm gonna disagree with everybody to be honest. I mean, it's because it's like so many good points, man. And I, I've been talking about the rubber bullet thing too. I guess they like Joseph said they're not rubber, but if you feel that bad, just get yeah. a paintball gun. That'll yeah. end somebody up too. Now, shit hurts. <laughs> yeah, man. I just, I just, I guess my my whole. I just hope it don't get out of control, man. I mean, man. Well, I think 
the political agenda is is definitely evident regardless if you notice every single time we have this type of mass murder incident they politicize this immediately and on the flip side you have the right wing which which believe in what they believe is like they they, they right to bear arms yeah which which is in the constitution which is taken out of context in a lot of ways because we're not living in the same time periods where that was written but uh the NRA has their hands and and, and, and and people's pockets in Washington because they have their own agenda. They want to keep the guns out there, you know what I'm saying? So it's like where do you find the happy medium? You know, b- yeah. between responsible adults who you are able said to. said the key word right there, responsible. Yeah, responsible. That's adults. what was going through my head because I was like, the only thing is like I think about children. You know, when you talk about guns being in the house, man. Like if you're gonna have them in your crib, like you know, please put them somewhere where. Know, little Johnny or Sarah can't get to him, you know. And, and when your kids get old enough to be educated, educate. Right, man. This is not something you it's play with, you know. If you, because at some point they're gonna be able to reach and right. climb, no matter where you hide. Yeah. You don't want them to find it yeah. instead of, you know, because then when you find it, then that's when the curiosity comes. Like, like, this oh, can hurt you, okay? Yeah, you don't know. You don't know how to use it. One know? more thing, even shout out to Lewis. I was over there and he was talking to. He talked to his kids about it. He's like, hey, they're like, what is that, daddy? Like they want to like play. He's like, this is not a toy. This is not a toy. I'll let you hold it. It's not loaded. I'll, I'll let you point it, whatever. I'm going to educate you with it. Right. This is deadly, you know? And he's like, they know where it's at. They know it's locked up, whatever. They know that they're never the best with it. If they want to touch it and hold it, I got to be around for that. But I don't want them, like, curious, like, right. I'm coming home with my friends. Let me, let, let me show you what I found. Like, the, you know, it's not a toy to play with or pass around, you know what I'm saying? So that, I think it's why. that ignorance gets people killed, man. Oh, yeah. big time. Got to educate. Just like a vehicle. I mean, you you know, your child know not to grab your keys and mess with your car. Yeah, but they know what keys are, you know. Yeah. Right. That's, a, that's a definitely good good stuff, man. Y'all uh, like, comment, and uh, tell us how y'all feel about, you know, gun control and are we really growing to be desensitized from the amount of violence that we're seeing? Like, do we even react the same way whenever we turn on the news and we hear about another mass shooting or someone else got gunned down? Like, does it really affect us the way that... Um, it did before. I think, Rodney, you mentioned this before. I think the last time our country, like, mourned all together was, what, 9 one one 11 Yeah. It's like, we've had, you said, 204. A little over 242. This year. This year. You know what I'm saying? And, of course, we've had Ferguson. Of course, we had, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, that's just the mass shootings. And they 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 consider mass shooting, I think, it's anything more than five people or three to five people at one exactly time. this thing on cnn said the u.s averages one shooting every five weeks that's a scary number man that is that's a sad number and we've and had 74 school shootings in the last 18 months that's, that's so you, you think about the the desynthesized thing is again we don't react the same way we take stuff for granted because we don't think it can happen to us and so we don't react the same way. But even like, and I watch all kind of movies, so I'm not telling people not to go watch movies and stuff like that. But even when you look at a lot of these movies where the villain is now the good guy, they're desynthesizing the way we feel about bad people. Right. So when we see bad people, they're sympathetic. We're more sympathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're more the sympathetic oh, character. Oh, he now. had some emotional yeah. reason. Right. And that's why he acts like this. You know, the villain is. You know, like, and I love the minions. You know, like, <laughs> right, right. I love yeah. them little guys. 
But look at the storyline. Yeah. Mean, he's a villain. He was a villain. He's a, he's a villain. <laughs> nah, when they started showing the cheeks, point. bro, like, <laughs> I didn't want to see the minion cheeks, bro. Like, that just threw me off from the minions, bro. I, I didn't even watch the movie. It killed me. But the ads, it's really considered, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we want to hear what y'all think. Alright, so now it's time to get out of line. <laughs> yeah. Do we have an out of line? Oh yeah, we, we, we had a lot of out of line cake last week. We did. Yeah, the cereal pooper. The cereal pooper. <laughs> yeah. But like that's disgusting yeah, still. Was, that was still pretty out of line. Uh, <laughs> did you hear about that one, Joel? The cereal pooper? You have to go back and listen to so the like, Just like people go around breaking in cars, this dude goes around pooping on cars. Like 13 cars in two years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's like See, that. Look, that's what you need a gun for, right? Nope, nope, nope. With some spray, with some BBs, oh, with some man. BB bullets, just hit him right in the uh, butt. <laughs> Light your behind up. No, but like this week, we going to give the Adeline Queen to Raven Simone. She deserves it. You deserve uh, it, girl. Yeah. Like, good old Simone. Yeah, good old Simone. Um, we deem you... The Adelaide Queen <laughs> Just based upon Some of her most recent Outlandish comments That she continues to just Put her foot in her mouth uh, What was the comment She made Joel That She's dark white She's dark uh-huh. <laughs> You yeah, can't even get Dark white chicken she At church not, <laughs> <laughs> It's either she dark or white She would not hire Someone with a Ratchet quote, sound. Ratchet Ghetto Ethnic Sound Name You know Name now, in her slight defense, I don't know if I would necessarily be too keen about hiring anybody named Watermelon Nadria, whatever, whatever that was. However, like her name is Raven Watermelon Nadria. True. Yeah. And it it was, was off of a YouTube video that she had watched or something. The YouTube like, video oh. had like four million hits. Um, that was a girl's name in the video. But I'll say this: I work in HR. I interview people for jobs every day. That's what I do for a living. Every day. Every day. Every day. So I can't and, and, and yeah And I'm the only African American In my office So yeah When it's a ratchet name Or uh, you know A quote unquote Ghetto name That come across the desk You know they look to me Like how do you pronounce this <laughs> I don't know You know oh I God. wasn't born with that Language uh, But But How do you pronounce this name But man You don't judge a book By its cover Because I mean You know you never know what you're going to get. So a lot of times those people are some of the most qualified, the most deserving, the most humble, um, you know, people that you will ever meet in your life. And the Bryans and the Kellys and things like that, they are the most rude and most disrespectful people that you will ever yeah, meet. Um, so you yeah, can't control exactly. that, man. They that's real. Like, they didn't, didn't ask for that Yeah, name. you didn't pick your name. You know, that's something your mom, get, your mom, your parents that's, gave to that's you. That's a real point. Where I'm happy that you brought that up because, like, uh, I've been guilty of because you know I do interviewing too, so like we make snap judgments on people right. based upon their names alone. But just going back to what she said, and it's like it's the pot called the kettle black, literally. Just for the fact, it's like yeah. your name is Raven Simone, yeah, and Simone is not even spelled regular. You got an unnecessary right. hyphen in your name, right. and you got a, like a little apostrophe <laughs> with Simone. It's like like you doing too much with your own name. First of all, you you just you're African American. Yeah. So knowing, you know, the stereotypes that your culture has to go through with names, you should be sensitive to that fact and right. not play into that and say, oh, because I'm around, I, I grew up in this class of people like then that makes, you know, every other African-American feel like you don't identify with us. 
you know, as a culture. And that's what I think she's trying to do. Is that and she as wants much to, as she tries to avoid and discredit her ethnicity, she still has to say dark white. The <laughs> fact that you still have to say dark white still points out the fact that you're right. black. Black. <laughs> Flat and out. not dark white. So yeah, she deserves the Adelaide Queen, and we crown you. It was, it was funny. Like, yeah, I'm not. Dark meat and white. Leave me y'all with this. Like, they said, like, y'all remember Nature Code and Racial Dragon? Yes. <laughs> Hilarious. He saw the little meme was talking about, like, a uh, black the, delegation. It was like, you know, black with the delegation. fifth round pick, it was like, uh, white people, we'll go ahead and give you Raven Simone if y'all give us uh, oh, man. <laughs> Rachel Dozen. Yeah. <laughs> I see that. The We'll take Rachel. Y'all have, uh, we y'all we have Raven. Uh, we're gonna take that and, and, uh, You know what though A lot of people with HR Were backing her though What she said about Because a lot of people across, Feel that Yeah way. when they cut some, Across certain names But to parents too man Like when you name your children oh, Like come on man please. Like just Keep, keep it, it by, in consideration exactly. Yeah Keep it by There's like, nothing wrong With having a name That means something Even to your family But like just keep in mind They gotta live with that name You know All extra syllables For yeah. no reason Be considerate Like some of these names Don't They're just rude Like Sharkeisha Come on man <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Bone Porsche, you know, oh, I mean, I could probably do a Porsche, but it's just, just give him a name that means something. What up, PJ? <laughs> Couldn't afford a car, so she named a daughter Alexis. <laughs> hey, I do got a testimony. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this um, because I know my mom's not gonna listen to this. But my mom tried to give me the Sorry, my mom tried to give me the name. If I have a son, oh yeah. By the way, I'm expecting. Hey, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I wasn't sure if he was allowed to announce that. Yeah, I didn't know. That's that, cool. Dude. I know my mom's not gonna listen. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she wanted me to name my son Nilza because her name is <laughs> her name is Nilza. <laughs> I'm like mom, and look, she tried to act like she was, you know. I'm just playing. No, but for real, they were. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not. He got to carry my name. No, he doesn't. He's, I'm not doing it. The Nephilim. What was your testimony? This is more of a podcast type of testimony. Okay. That's what you to know. So the Lord tested me again. I had to get some milk for your Okay. And the milk was yet again at the high place. <laughs> it was in the high place. place, way in the back, my brother. Okay. Oh, there was a ram in the bush. There was a lady in the back back there sweeping. Uh, did so she push it forward? She pushed it forward. <laughs> she pushed it forward. <laughs> so, Won't he do it? That's the proper way yeah. to handle it, y'all. Yeah. See if there's somebody back. I said, "Excuse me, ma'am. Do you mind pushing that milk forward for me?" <laughs> Thank you. Did you say it real, real proper like that? Yeah, I, did. I said, you "No, know, I couldn't get. I had to kind of yell because she was." That's good, man. Like, Let me Podcast testimony. Oh, that's hilarious. Hallelujah. We gotta go, yo. Yeah, we definitely gonna get out of here. Um, one last little treat. Hey, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give y'all a little bit of a preview of uh, something I've been kind of working <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna let the red bird. I'm gonna let the red bird. That's funny. And nah, so, man, uh, cuffs and uh, what's the name of the mixtape? <laughs> bow ties and cufflinks. Cuffing season. Cufflinks <laughs> cuff cuff and bow ties. Yeah, man. So. Cuffing season. It's nice, y'all. Ladies, he's still single. He's singing about one of y'all on this track. He just don't know who. <laughs> he known for that now. He he got some suggestions no, though. No, for <laughs> <making it> love. <laughs> we got some suggestions. <laughs> So I'm going to play the track as we get the podcast. Don't right Just don't lie to him, ladies. He don't like that. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> don't lie. Okay? Don't lie. He said, it ain't nothing to cut. No means no. Hey, he said, don't make right. him put the ladies, usher on you. Ladies, 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 ladies. He is still single and ready to meet this day. 
Anyway, so y'all like comment. Thank you very much for sharing <laughs> y'all time with Ladies, us. Ladies, direct message me so I can send it to him so it won't come through you. It'll come through me and I'll say, hey, check this sister out. Check this lady out. I'm come just on, playing. I'm just playing. Out. Don't do that for real. Yeah, please don't do that. That's, that's super thirsty. <laughs> yeah, I need to send him pictures and Jefferson, give you advice, brother. Oh, that's right. Uh, you know, no drinking and driving and no sex before marriage. Yes, sir. Peace. Check the song out. Drive Love the speed limit. Yeah, drive the speed limit, too. <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. As my paintbrush I know at times that we remain stuck In our ways, but that's okay But for a moment, let these waves touch The sandy beaches of your thought patterns Our thoughts matter But if I be completely honest I've been thinking about you <laughs> And you know, these thoughts flatter These thoughts flatter And the way each thought gathers itself in the line of each line And if each rhyme had its own mind It would just stop rather And paint a design on the canvas of your mind While letting each thought splatter That we may encounter many defeats But we must not be defeated That in fact it may be necessary To encounter defeats So we can know who the hell we are What can we overcome What makes us stumble and fall And somehow miraculously rise And go on I know that a diamond is a result of extreme pressure Less time and less pressure and it's just crystal Whole of fossilized leaves are just dirt Let that marinate And while I focus I hope this capture your attention and your merit ain't Caught up in the mix of these shallow watercolors Let me serenade As this portrait paraphrase before each color fades Do I dare to say? I ain't embarrassed, bae To admit I ain't never stood in line to cop that new pair of J's <laughs> I'm more of a wingtip, lace creased fresh instead of that freak dress. I'd rather see you in that new era, Wang. I can't complain. I still rock that new era over with gang of ways. But if I'm honest, I like you better without that Mary Kay. No product on that pretty face. I'd rather see imperfections and a touch of gray than plastic or fake eyelashes. You know that stuff will fade. That stuff will fade. <laughs> yeah. And go and let your hair down You go with natural while I applaud you Don't let them tear down Your self-esteem Because they hair full of weave Their body shape is so tight That they can barely breathe <laughs> You like my metaphor Strong women make us better You're something so sweet Without having to pop off Like some kettle corn <laughs> And just because their weapons won't prosper Don't mean that they will never form And I'm forever yours Get your model on And don't let nothing stop you drive Like that throttle gone Oh, hey, you ain't gotta rock Them red bottoms with that Coke bottle form Yeah, I realize this is not the norm <laughs> But I'm coming against them stereotypes So as it's pumping out your stereo light Here tonight huh, I see you And I'm so absorbed But these shallow watercolors simply got me torn uh.
that she's missed everything. Everything.